0: Welcome everybody to episode twenty. Oh my god, episode twenty. How have we got this far already? <laughs> um mm. yeah, you know, of the Never Watchers podcast. I am one of the co hosts, Pete Beckett, who has previously watched the movies before. And I'm joined as always by the Never Watcher himself, Kurt Lewin.
1: Hi everyone. Hi
0: Pete. Hey, hello mate, how you doing?
1: Yeah, good. Excited to get stuck into Black Panther.
0: Yes, I actually forgot to announce that we are currently <laughs> yeah. we are covering Black Panther, the um 2018 film that went on to be, um, a record box office success for, uh, Marvel. So, you know what? Let's just get straight into the into the cast and and all that, and then we'll we'll get our thoughts on on this. So, a quick um, sorry, a
1: quick quick question. When you say it was record breaking, was in in what way was it there?
0: Oh, I will get to that in a moment. All right. So, um, ret- uh, reprising his role from Captain America Civil War as T'Challa or Black Panther is Chadwick Boseman um, but filling out the vast majority of the cast is Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger uh, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, uh, Dene Gurira as Okoye sorry, bear in mind some of the pronunciation might be well off with this so I, I can only apologise so um, uh, Daniel Kalua as uh, Mkabe uh, Letitia Wright as Shuri uh, Winston Duke as M'Baku Sterling K. Brown as M'buru, M'buru, sorry, Anjubu, um Angela Bassett as Ramonda Forrest Whitaker as Zuri um, Martin Freeman as uh, Agent Everett Ross and Andy Serkis as Ulysses Claw um, This film was written by Ryan Coogler and jo- uh, Joe Robert Cole and directed by Ryan Coogler who was uh, I would say famous for uh, doing Creed.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, that yeah, he explain the with, Michael with, Jordan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that would explain very much about why he cast Michael B. Jordan. He's worked with him before. So.
1: And sorry, sorry. Uh, did you say he was the writer?
0: Uh, yeah, he wrote. He right. co-wrote this film with Joe Robert Cole, but he directed as well.
1: All right. Okay.
0: So, let's get into it. What did you think of this?
1: Well, you mentioned in there about uh, Creed, which is um, uh, one of my well, yeah, one of my favourite, certainly my favourite boxing film. Um, uh, I can. S- it probably explains why I enjoyed this film so much. Okay. Um, it's not another case of like in the past few episodes where I've said, "Oh, it's my new favourite. Uh, it's mm. not quite at that level. Um, but it no. is one that I really enjoyed, and I would say that it is um, my fate. Well, sorry, my most thought-provoking of all the Marvel films.
0: Mm, okay, I would probably have to agree with the vast majority of that. It is a very thought-provoking movie for certain thematic reasons, of course. Um, I think. I think where, unfortunately, this falls a bit flat is um, there are some elements in the plot that are a little bit on the dull side at times. and that's. But when, when the action hits, it's usually pretty good and the story is mostly good, I would say. But I wouldn't say it's one of the better Marvel films and, uh, unfortunately, this is one of those films, like I said, that was steeped in controversy because there was a lot of furber online at the time uh, involving a lot of people that could be considered racist. So, you know, we will move very swiftly on from that. Yeah. So, um, let's get in, uh, just give you a couple of points of trivia. So, uh, like I said, coming back to it Black Panther was the first film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to have its opening weekend domestic box office in the US surpass the production budget. The production budget was 200 million, and the opening weekend take was 202 million. Right. Um, also, you mentioned about Creed. Um, the fighting in the film is based on a ma- uh, African martial arts. The filmmakers stated that Creed and Kingsman were an influence during the action sequences. Um, now, getting into um, a little bit about Michael B. Jordan, how he prepared for the role. So, Michael B. Jordan kept himself away from the cast while on set, reasoning that his character Killmonger is a distant character who is in conflict with the rest of the characters. Yep. pretty method on, I guess
1: Yeah, on, on Michael Jordan I'm 99% sure that I saw him because there's a, a scene in London isn't there in yes. this film I'm 99% yeah. sure I saw him on the bridge that's next to um,
0: the London Eye when I was walking home from work once that wouldn't surprise me at all um, if, if I remember it's the scene where they do the museum heist right? okay so just one last bit of trivia and this is quite a political one so the Black Panther character was created in July of 1966 two months before the founding of the Black Panther party the name was changed to the Black Leopard but the creators and readers didn't like the name change and it was reverted back did you know that T'Challa's war paint in the battle with M'Baku is in reference to this right I thought that was interesting So, yeah. shall we get into the plot
1: yeah, well, yeah. Let's get into some of the highlights or points I wanted to bring up. So, sure. as I said um, earlier, I thought it was the most thought-provoking film that I've seen in the in the Marvel universe so far, mm-hmm. and this was because I really liked the whole uh, element or plot of of. Questioning whether Wakanda should use their technology, the vibranium, mm. sorry, in order to help, basically to help real-world African countries and um, all their people around the world um, to escape from their own poverty um, against like the richer nations, and mm. I thought it was a good, um, like. Uh, argument between both sides of uh, some people in Wakanda in, didn't they just wanted Wakanda to s- stay stay how it is mm-hmm. and keep the uh, vibranium to themselves whereas then you've got on the other hand people like Killmonger who want to share the, with the world uh, with their own people
0: yeah, but it but in in this case of Killmonger, it's very different because he doesn't just want to share the technology; he wants to share the weapons to take, uh, take down the um, yeah, yeah. uh, take down the other nations more so than anything because of the uh the injustices that have happened with the, with uh with his people.
1: Mm. Yeah. So you've got th- you've got kind of three approaches, um, or three um, three sides.
0: Yeah, no. for sure, but they obviously link into each other because Daniel Kaluuya's character of uh, Wakabi obviously falls into line with Killmonger because of that reason. Because he feels like the technology should be shared, but also has a deep hatred for the fact that the previous king T'Chaka didn't apprehend Ulysses claw.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I I think I have to agree. It's a very, it is a good angle to take with this. Do they you know do they open the world their world up to Potentially, other people coming to steal their technology and their their ultimate resource, or do they keep it to themselves?
1: Yeah, because to be honest, I, I was as the film was going on, I was thinking, well, what would be my stance on this? Um, if mm. I was a Wakandan, and I honestly, didn't know, I couldn't, I didn't know.
0: Yeah, it does. It it does put you in that position, really, and I think that's a really good point, actually, to raise, because I didn't think of that, is that it's supposed to put you in the headspace of the new king and how you would react to that situation. Yeah. You know, T'Challa is a new king, and it's kind of been forced upon his lap by the fact that his father, you know, passed very quickly in civil war. So he's having to learn the ropes. So all of this is an experience to him. And it's a new experience to us as a, as the viewer. We've got a whole new area, a whole new resource that we've not really seen that much of, apart from the Black Panther suit in Civil War. And it's yeah. just it's a, quite an interesting angle, actually.
1: Yeah, and you've and you've yeah, it's got um, the people in the, what I assume is like the council. Um, they yeah. all they've all got different viewpoints, and yeah, it was I was yeah, it just got me thinking a lot of, yeah. Would mm. I want would I want to keep the vibranium or would I want to share it with everyone but at the risk of causing wars mm. yeah um, even if it does help um, your own people i suppose out in the real world
0: I suppose that's the case with anything really you can share resources that could be used against you and we, we see that quite a lot of the time with the internet at times where you know you can you can have this incredible resource that's you, that's got A mass amount of information on it that's available at your fingertips but then people use it against you in various different means Mm.
1: yeah Um, okay yeah so that was um, my biggest takeaway also Mm. the other big thing I really enjoyed about this film was the soundtrack Um, I thought it was fantastic probably my favourite one in the MCU so far
0: sure um, i think it fits the film very very well of course i like, admittedly hip-hop is not usually one of my uh my favorite genres but i think in the, in the tone of the film it does fit very well
1: well it wasn't yeah um well there was the hip-hop but i was more thinking um there's like a drum beat um
0: oh yes the traditional like uh tribal music and stuff yeah. like yeah okay yeah i agree with you it's same again. It's very thematic. Very works very well in the theming of the movie. I guess.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was my main two um, points. I'm just trying to remember. Um. Some of the characters' names. Um. So. Yeah. Who was um. Uh. Black? Or T- is it T'Challa?
0: T'Challa is Black Panther. Yeah.
1: Who was his sister?
0: Uh, That would be Shuri.
1: Right. I really liked her character. She Mm. was... Shuri... Wait, which one are we... Is it his sister?
0: Shuri's the weapons um, engineer, basically. She's the the one one who helps design the suit and all of his technology.
1: Yeah, she's basically like Q in James Bond.
0: Yeah, she is very much the Q character, but I think... I'm not the biggest fan of her character. To be fair, I think there is some very uh, questionable jokes. Let's say, okay, um, which uh, well, uh, the sneakers joke being one of them. Oh
1: right, yeah. I, I thought you meant questionable as in like um, they didn't, they haven't aged well or something. No, right no, there. no,
0: no, no. Questionable as in they're trying to be funny, but they're not quite. Right. The delivery is quite wrong. I think it's like. Right. It's like well, you... you can see that one a mile away. It's like, yeah, I I call these sneakers. It's like, ugh. well, you you that know, that was a real <laughs> groaner. You you know as well as anyone. I love
1: a dad joke, so I'm afraid um, I'm going to disagree with you on that one.
0: Fair, like fair enough. Okay, I like <laughs> a dad joke, but that one was a little bit too far for me. Right. Um and it's uh, it was the the over the top acting at times. It's like where he walks in, where T'Challa walks into her workshop, and he's wearing sandals, and she's like, "What the hell are those?" It's like, oh, "Okay, yeah." I just think the delivery was quite wrong in in that respect. And also, I know it kind of fits tonally with the movie, but I thought it was a little bit unnecessary. Her. Um, the way that they sort of attacked um, Everett Ross when he's being helped, and it's like calling him a coloniser and just another sick white boy they needed to save, and I thought it was a little bit egregious and a bit aggressive, and I just Mm. thought it was a little bit unnecessary, let's say.
1: Yeah, because as far as I remember, Everett Ross is the only white character, isn't he?
0: Uh, With exception to um, Ulysses Claw, who, I mean, he's South African, let's say, so he's he is still white so i i i could get kind of the the theming around it you know they they have probably not really seen that many white people and the the image that it would come across is that all that all they are are colonizers and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing and we uh, it's kind of saying that we're, we're mirroring the real world in that respect at some in some respects with what you see on Twitter these days but we won't go too far into a political discussion in this one. I just think there are certain little individual points with her character that sort of made me groan more than anything that enjoy it as such but the technology she creates is fantastic and um, she does have a really good like role to play in the back half of the movie as well where she's assisting with uh, bringing T'Challa back to life basically.
1: Yeah. I um talking of characters that you weren't so keen on. I wasn't so keen on uh, on Claw, Ulysses. Yeah, Claw.
0: not not a fan. Absolutely not a fan at all. Like the they really went with the absolute absurdest, like crazy mental person they could, like like the whole like. Unhinged sort of thing was not what we saw in um in Age of Ultron, but we won't really talk about that that much because his characterization in that is not very good either. So, um, I mean, you can see that Andy Serkis is giving it is all yeah yeah. I just think the dialogue that he has dialogue yeah really awful, especially it was like oh do you want to see my soundcloud page and it's like yeah terrible South yeah. Af- African accent aside of course, but it's like yeah Bless. that that
1: sand-clad. Um, line, I just yeah, it was yeah. cringy. And there's other when he's captured, there's a, a line that he says when he's um, uh, when Agent Everett comes in to interview him. And yep. there's a line there, I can't remember what it is now, but I remember it was similar to the SoundCloud
0: you, thing. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. I don't remember the line either, but it was bad, let's just say.
1: Yeah. It just seemed like um uh, yeah, it just the di- all the dialogue pointed towards him being kind of like too evil and too over overplayed. Mm. It's like I I couldn't imagine
0: anyone in the real world being like that. Sure. Um now I'm going to bring up something that might be a controversial point here. I th- I actually think that I'm sure you probably know that there's there's due to be a sequel at some point coming in Phase 4, right? Um, I didn't
1: know it was confirmed, but I'd heard rumours.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an official confirmation there's a Black Panther 2. And obviously, with the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman, we've got a problem with the fact that we don't know where the story's going to go after this. Now, in an ideal world, if Chadwick Boseman was still alive... I would have said that they kind of screwed screwed themselves really with this story in the fact that whilst Michael B Jordan is great as Killmonger I think he probably should have been saved for a sequel. Yeah. Because I think they sh- Ulysses Core even- is a huge villain for Black Panther like in the comics. Yeah. I know that Killmonger is as well and there are various other like villains there. But I think they should have gone with the the unhinged Claw, but toned it down a slight bit and had him as the overall villain, and then introduced Killmonger at the end of it, possibly as a sting for the second movie. Yeah. because I love, I think Killmonger's fantastic, and they kill like they introduced him a bit too late and then killed him off. Mm. And I'm t- yeah. I was really disappointed with that. Yeah, cause to be
1: honest, I thought at the at the end of the film when you've got um, T'Challa and Killmonger, like they sat on in that mountain, looking at the sunset. Oh, I it's thought, giving
0: me chills, literally thinking about yeah. that again.
1: I thought, because um, he, he says to him like, oh, maybe we can save you. Yeah. I, I honestly thought at that point that was what was going to happen. I thought they were, it was going to take him back and save him. But yeah, mm. that, that wasn't the case. Because yeah, as, as you say, I thought he would... it would be a good setup for a sequel.
0: Yeah, then. And I know we're skipping slightly ahead with this, but it goes down to this whole problem that I have, and I know it would have been a problem as such in the second movie if they decided to go this angle. It's the same versus same situation again. Um I think they probably could have done it a little bit better in a sequel because they could have had a bit of a set up with the fact that, you know with, you know, his uncle passing and all that, I I think there are there's so many more things they could have done with this first movie rather than this having two villains in there, one killed off very very um, unspectacularly, let's say, and then one one has a, a spectacular ending, but is too short on his screen time. So I I don't know, just some minor gripes that I have, I guess.
1: So I I assume they've not actually decided. Um... Or have they um, decided what's who's gonna be like the main um, role in the next film?
0: I haven't seen anything so far. I think, as far as I've seen, apparently Chadwick Boseman is not gonna be recast, or Black Panther's not gonna be recast. So, right. no idea how they're gonna go with that. I mean, if we're honest, I, there is kind of precedent set with I think that Shuri does take over at some point.
1: Yeah. Um, a char- uh, Well, uh, Chadwick Boseman, I would say, is the star of this film. Um, yeah, I,
0: think it... I agree, but I don't think he's the best part of this movie.
1: Who would you say is,
0: with exception to Killmonger, I think the, the, the vast majority of the supporting cast, including um, Winston Duke as Mbaku, even though his sh- is um, his time is short and um Lupita Nyong'o's Neongo's uh, Nakia are very very solid characters and they do help to drive the plot as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of Wakabi?
0: Um I'm going to say
1: uh, I didn't think it was a great performance from
0: Not not at all. Daniel Kalu is a is a brilliant actor you've yes. seen him obviously get out and yeah, yeah. That, he's fantastic like he's a great actor but I felt he was a little bit wasted in this movie if I'm honest yeah it like,
1: just like it just seemed pretty wooden throughout like um he always had the same facial expression no matter what he was talking about mm, whether it was yeah. happy or sad or angry <laughs>
0: uh, oh yeah that, that is that's a good point, actually, because you know that section where he's talking to charla quite early on after he's been made the Black Panther officially, or the King, sorry. And he's, like, tended to his rhinos. And there's barely a hint of a smile there, even though it's, like, a nice conversation that he's having. Yeah. It's like, mm, yeah, he's... He, he's let, let's just say, right, he's got a resting bitch face the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um...
1: Think that on the act actors front and um that's pretty much all the ones i wanted to bring up um mm. the the if we so i think i've uh, hi- highlighted pretty much everything i liked about the film mm-hmm. um, so if we go into what i didn't like um i'd say in terms of the the plot um or kind of, something like that i thought was kind of weird In the final, uh, well, (coughs) sorry, I'd say that the first half of the film is stronger than the second.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and in the second half, that's when the plot has some questionable uh, points. Um, One of which being when we, um, well, earlier in the, well, near the beginning of the film, when we see Black Panther have the fight with the leader of the that other gang. I've oh, Sorry, uh, I have the, no idea. You mean the Jabari tribe? Yeah. Uh,
0: and, which is um, M'Baku.
1: Right, okay. Um, so yeah, later on in the film, um, the, they've rescued um, T'Challa. And mm. um, once he's been healed, and um, T'Challa's telling um, M'Baku that he's... He wants his army to go and invade. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought it was well cheesy and well, um, you could see it a mile off that when they went and had that fight, after him refusing to provide his army, they turn up.
0: Of course, yeah. And it's it's like,
1: why? Why has he changed his mind?
0: It's it's clearly there just for you know plot plot convenience and to add a little bit of um uh God, I'm trying to remember Spectacle. the word. That's yeah, something along those lines. They're just they're trying to have some sort of minor conflict in there when it didn't really need it. You already had the fact that he was in conflict with um Killmonger and that's enough of a reason, you know. But I, I could sort of un- I can kind of understand it because, you know, what they say at the beginning of the movie is about the technological advancement, which is why they've Watched from from the mountains all these years, and they've not got involved with the yeah you know, that they feel that they've moved away from the traditional aspects of how Wakanda was built. I get that, but then to go and help them out after all of this, uh, when he specifically outright said, "No, I'm not going to help you," like go away. Yeah, and there see. was
1: yeah, and there wasn't any hint of him having second thoughts. Yeah, just like, you never
0: no. you don't see it at all. No. It's like, like I'd rather him just agree to give him his army. I mean, even if Obaku just said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you twenty five percent of my troops." Yeah, that's about it. Like, other than that, you're on your own. Fine, yeah. whatever. Like, that would have been fine. However, a- admittedly, this scene does have one of those moments where I, I did laugh. Actually, it's the moment where um, Everett is trying to say something, and, he's <laughs> and, and the whole tribe is like, "Oh, oh, yeah," it's like you do not get to talk. It's like, yep. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I on, thought that was funny. Yeah. Um,
1: And then, and there was a, just before that, he says, I'm, I'm going to feed you to my pets or whatever. And is like, and then he starts laughing and he says, we're vegetarians.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good.
1: Um, On that, on those two moments, I'd yep. probably say this is the most straight lined MCU film. But um, yeah, like there's very uh, little in the way of comedy and one-liners in there.
0: That's true, and like I said, when I when they tried to do the one-liners like with Shuri, I think they fell flat. To be mm. honest, yeah. So I think they definitely should have gone tonally with a more serious film, and rightly so. But they do, I think they do revert to that whole let's ha- let's have a couple of one-liners in there to keep people interested. But if they, I think they should have been more reliant on their. On the plot being the centre point of this, and the characters themselves, yeah. Um, I'd say the whole battle
1: at the end is my least favourite thing about this film.
0: It's a bit all over the place. Like you yeah. don't know who to follow at times. Like the the spectre. I think it's more of a spectacle than it is um, logical. Yeah you know, it looks nice. It shows a lot of the city that you ha- or the lot of the Wakanda uh, that you haven't seen including the mines. Um barring like a brief moment where you have a look at the tr- uh, the train that runs underneath which is clearly there like earlier on in the film to set up the fact that they're going to have this big fight on there.
1: Yeah, but uh, even I I was unclear, I'm sure it's explained, but to me it was unclear what they was actually doing on that track because I know that like You've like the force field came on, or whatever it is, yeah. and it like starts stripping away their suits. But it, mm. I just didn't understand what the purpose of that was because it specifically tells, um, uh,
0: what's her name? Uh, uh sh- well, Shuri tells Everett about it, doesn't she? Yes,
1: um, yeah, uh, but. To Charlie, he tells Shuri to like switch it, switch it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really understand who that helped because because it it was stripping away both their suits.
0: Yeah, because of the fact that the Black Panther has like got um, added abilities because of this purple herb that they've got. It means that that the same versus same fight means that neither one of them can probably be killed. So essentially what they're doing is they're, they're using the vibranium to i I can't remember what they say about it. There was a specific word that they said. Um, it's like propul- like um it's like a uh, levitation in some sort of respect with using the vibranium, but they the vibranium in the tracks like reflects it basically, and it, that's how it's able to hover. Which is, I, I, it's, it's all a bit convoluted, let's say. Well, I do understand so,
1: now that you say um, it has the effect basically of stripping away the black the suit and the the Black Panther's abilities. So that's the only yeah. way one of them's going to get killed. Otherwise, they'd just be there forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is why they make a big deal about the two. Um, the two fights in Ritual Combat they they specifically stripped T'Challa off the Black Panther powers because otherwise it's an unfair fight so I I think you could see this coming from a mile away and the fact that it was going to be a Black Panther versus a Black Panther fight basically Yeah, and one of them was going to have to die somehow and you just, you knew something was going to have to happen with it Mm. and obviously once they destroyed the herb it's not like they could just knock him down, knock Killmonger down, and then strip him of his powers by giving him the herb again. Yeah. Like, that's another thing as well. That's a little bit up for debate. How does this How does this herb have the power to both give you the power and take it away? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's unusual, but I, I guess it's one of those things like, we need to plot, so let's plot.
1: Well, I wouldn't that. Wasn't that- I would, have, I would have assumed that that was, like, in the comics. Yeah, now,
0: I would imagine so. I'm not familiar with the property of Black Panther in terms of the comics, so I think when we have Oodles on again, we might press him on that one. Yeah, get ready, Oodles. Good question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, in that last... in the fight... Um, at the end of the film it kind of reminded me of uh, in the first Avengers film and I know I, it was quite controversial amongst some of the listeners that I didn't I wasn't keen on that whole sequence it just seemed mm-hmm. really chaotic and muddled too much happening across different characters that it was hard to keep up and um, yeah like that, that, that I, I, it reminded me of that in this film
0: yeah, I would say it's not the first incidence of that happening in this film as well. So you've got the final battle where everything is kicking off, so you've got um so you've got like basically all the tribes fighting against each other. You've got Killmonger and T'Challa fighting each other. You've got uh, you've got the ships that are trying to make their way out of Wakanda to send the sh- send the weapons across the world and Everett sort of trying to catch up to them in in that ship that he's powering from Shuri's workshop. Um, that's so you have that, but then earlier on in the film, when they're in Korea or China or wherever it was, and they're doing the deal for um, uh, for the vibranium, yeah, that that also gets a very very messy, I think, at times because you're following various different characters in different stages. So you have got you're following a bit of Everett at one point when he's in a gunfight, and then you've got uh, Nakia like doing her thing as well, trying to save him. Yeah, and then and then you got T'Challa and Shuri sort of running things outside trying to catch up with um, Ulysses so mm. it's I, a bit I muddled did,
1: yeah I did like that scene when it started when it was all in the casino
0: but yeah, then yeah I as could... soon
1: as it got out of there yeah.
0: would you say that you liked that because it had a very Bond-esque feel to it yeah because I got that feeling as well like it was a very sort of espionage moment like you know obviously CIA are like there and Everett is a CIA agent you know that Yeah. so there's there's this degree of like espionage and I liked that and once the action kicked in I just didn't enjoy that scene as much
1: And uh, yeah to me the, the strongest when and this can go for the other MCU films as well when it's just focusing on one on one, fighting. Yeah, like um, the two um, sequences in this film um, of the challenge. Um,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both uh, the really fight,
1: good scenes.
0: I, I think the fight with M'Baku is a is a good fight. I really like that one. Um, I think the only thing about the Killmonger fight in the ritual combat is you knew exactly what was going to happen with it. Yeah. It was a bit too telegraphed. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing with the Ibaku fight as well, but uh, they at least ramped up a bit more tension with it.
1: Um, And it did make me feel genuine, like I felt horror and really felt for those who were like the family members watching on as Killmonger Mm. threw him off the waterfall.
0: Yeah. I I could see that I mean obviously like after that you just see Nakia just completely spring into action and go right I need to get you two away from this situation now like they're 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 having their grief but it's like you can't grieve like and they have they have their grief moment obviously when they get into the mountains and they uh, to Umbaku, but it's still sort of like it was very raw and it was very emotional and it was it was powerful in that respect for that reason it's just like I said I think the the ending of that fight was massively telegraphed
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Uh, uh, the other thing I would say I want to bring up another action sequence and this is very very early on in the movie and I mean like the first action sequence it's a little bit difficult in terms of the lighting to see a lot going on which one is this sorry so, so this is the one where um, uh, T'Challa makes his way out of the ship. He drops down from the from the air, and he's basically going oh, to get yeah. Nakia back, yeah, because he's due to be crown king, yeah. And I actually, uh, at the time when I first saw this, I didn't realise straight away that obviously that she's like one of the champions of the of the other tribes, yeah. It's uh, so upon this one I went. Oh, it makes sense. No wonder he went back to go and get her. Because otherwise, it would sort of be like, yeah, I'm just gonna go and get my ex girlfriend to try and rekindle romance. It's like that's a bit flimsy to sort of go and rescue her when she's trying to help enslaved women to get out of captivity.
1: Yeah, yeah. I must admit, I found
0: that opening confusing. I, di- I didn't really find it set the scene very well. No, it didn't. And then the subsequent scenes with them too as they're walking around Wakanda makes it a bit more evident. Yeah. So it's good. I, I think I think the romance between them was a little bit flimsy though. It's not that believable.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's all the main points I wanted to I wanted to bring up. Um unless I, there's anything I... else.
0: Yeah, I think that's mostly it, really, isn't it? Like, there's a lot in this film, but not a lot, if you know what I mean. There's a lot going on visually and in terms of, but in terms of plot, there aren't that many talking points. Yeah, it's quite a basic story, if you know what yeah. I mean.
1: Yeah, I did appreciate that though, because sometimes I think these MCU films are hard to follow.
0: I I do agree. It does work more as a strength that it's a lot more of a a palatable movie in that respect in terms of plot.
1: And I also think um someone could watch it on its own without having watched the previous films and still have a grasp of the plot and what's happening. Yeah.
0: So I saw this film before I'd saw Civil War originally, so I didn't even know who Black Panther was going into this as they'd set it up. And I I mostly enjoyed it in the first watch. I think I enjoyed it a little bit more this time knowing his character a bit more b- b- with the setup. So, it's a bit more enjoyable in that respect. I will bring up one kind of egregious point though, and it's two particular moments in the film. Uh it's it's the two moments where he gets fed the purple herb, where he gets his powers back as the um as the black panther. So the first one obviously when he Uh, wins the ritual combat and the second one when he's revived after losing. Yeah. So he goes into the into the plane of the elders uh, where he meets his father which is um, T'Chaka. Now, I don't I don't know about you but musically thematically and visually it gave off some very serious um, uh, Lion King vibes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was a bit sort of egregious in that respect. It's like the the music specifically was so like so very evident to that scene with young Simba where um where the king's obviously talking to uh, to Simba in The Lion King about like the plane and the land and the, the plight of the the previous kings, basically. And I know Disney obviously made Lion King and I know Disney now own Marvel, but it was sort of a bit of a rip off, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But other other than that, like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Also, um, this isn't an egregious point, but the final words in which uh, Killmonger says before he passes are fantastic. Perfect delivery, perfect theming for the movie, I guess. It's like, I think he said, I I would rather die a free man than to live my life uh, still in bondage. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he... There's a reason why Killmonger is rated one of the most highly rated villains in in the MCU run, and I can see why.
1: Yeah, he's that. It's definitely, a powerhouse
0: yeah. performance by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And it is a shame that he's not going to be coming back. Yeah, and I, I really liked his moments like early on in the film where you don't really know who he is. Yeah. Like, where he's obviously doing the tour of um the London uh, exhibit, and he's like, what's this one? What's this mm-hmm. one and then uh, and it's like uh, he just looks at it as like nope and then he explains to her and took uh, that line where he says about your like I can see you're watching everything that comes in and out but you're not watching what goes inside your body that was just it's just like oh right okay <laughs> that was it it was intense yeah so anyway Let's uh let's move swiftly on. We'll give a, we'll put a rating on this and then we'll uh we'll wrap this one up. Oh,
1: I've just got to do the post credit stuff.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about those. Um
1: so one of them is um Bucky, but I think the last one is Bucky Barnes.
0: Oh, Bucky. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah. I wasn't expecting to see him. I don't really know how he's got there.
0: Okay, so I think this gets explained in another movie, so I won't touch this at all, but if it if it's a bit flimsy in another movie I will explain it a bit more a bit pr- more. Right. Oh no, hold on a minute. Wait. Wasn't this in Civil War? I think this was at the end of Civil War. Well, one of the post credit scenes in Civil War was something to do with Bucky.
1: Yeah, but it's definitely in this one as well
0: yeah I that's what I mean it sets I think it sets this up oh right okay so I will have let me I'm not going to mention it here I'll check it up and then obviously if that's the case then I'll let you know separately yeah then Cause at, it's at this point it's sort of like I can't remember if it's in another movie so I'm not sure if I want to verge on spoiler territory um the uh, the other one yeah I can't remember <sighs> Wasn't the other one. Or was that the end of the movie was where they go back to uh, where. Um, go back to where Killmonger was from? I think that was he, probably the final scene of the movie, wasn't it?
1: What, when they are setting like They're saying they're going to build up a, a the, research.
0: The yeah, yeah. It's the Wakandan Research Facility, isn't it?
1: I thought that was the last scene of the film rather than That's a post credits,
0: what... but. I thought so, yeah, I just couldn't remember because they sort of just flew by really and um, two seconds, let me just find out. So so yeah, you got yeah, you got the bucky one. Ugh. mm yeah, all it's saying is just about bucky, bucky, bucky.
1: Yeah, there is definitely yeah, I, a second one, but it just yeah, can't be done. In- so
0: it's in, it's in the mid credits, like yeah. after the the main titles, basically, in it. Yeah, I just don't remember what it was, and I like, I'll go back and I'll watch it. And I'll kick myself not thinking about it. <laughs> so, uh, maybe maybe a note for next time. Let's write them down.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> That's fine. But anyway, yeah. Um, apologies for that. Clearly wasn't that important.
1: All <laughs> right, I've got it. Okay. Right, it's they're in a UN-style meeting room.
0: Oh yes, of course. This uh, is where he announces the plans to open up Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. Right.
0: Oh yeah, I'm annoyed at myself for forgetting that now, because it's it's, it's so important yeah. as well. <laughs> <It is>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch what the guy. There was one of the guys in there. I didn't really catch what he says. Um, but looking at it now, he's apparently he says, "What does a nation and a farmers have to offer the rest of the world?"
0: Oh yeah, and then he just says that cheeky look, and then yeah. he casts the black. I yeah, see. yeah. He, yeah, it's just like, yeah, what can the farmers do? Well, these farmers have got the most pra- uh, priceless resource in the entire world. So yeah.
1: Um yeah so in terms of rating I'd probably give this three point five out of five okay um yeah I think a good good great first half less so the second half or last third, but it had a strong mm-hmm. villain the plot was um pretty easy to follow um and any there was some minor very minor plot points that it was questionable um yeah because when I say questionable, they didn't really—they didn't really have any impact on the plot. It was just kind of weird yeah. moments. Yeah, yeah, they're um, not like
0: plot holes. or no, anything no. like that. They're just like things that you look at and you go, "Why?" Maybe they could have done something better there.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. As I say, I love the soundtrack, the, the one-on-one fight sequences. I think yeah, it's got a lot going for it. I just thought that the whole last fight sequence brought it down, um, and the. Um, the character. What's his name? Andy Serkis's character. Uh, Um, Ulysses Claw. Yeah, was pretty poor, with the dialogue.
0: Sure, Uh, I'm. I'm not gonna add anything more to it because I think you've absolutely summed it up perfectly to how I would have said as well. It's a 3.5 movie for me too. Um, question. Yeah, some questionable dialogue. Some minor gripes that i have with it aside like it's it's a mostly enjoyable film um it's it's simple to follow it's it doesn't overstay its welcome it's like a brisk like a brisk and quick like hour and 50 minutes i think it is isn't it Mm. rough just under two hours i think it is and it's it doesn't feel like it goes on for that long
1: no but
0: uh yeah
1: just to briefly go over like how you mentioned earlier how it was a massive box office success for them and like, record-breaking. Yeah. I do remember at the time it did get a lot of uh, coverage because it seemed as if it was quite a culturally important film.
0: Yeah, which is why, obviously, they didn't really want to get into the politics of things because there was a massive like talking point about this film like at the time where... Uh, it was mostly had on the echo chamber that is Twitter, that if, if, you lo- like, if you love this movie, you love this movie if you hated this movie, you're a raging racist, and it was like, yeah but there were actual genuine criticisms with the movie, and it's like, I think at the time like some people have sort of looked back on it and gone, yeah okay but then there were people out there who took it well too far and went well too stupid with it and there were some some very questionable things that were said, but hey, it's that's what I mean. It's like I, I'd rather not go into that sort yeah. of side of things because I'd rather just look at the film as it is, rather than rather than look at it in the specter of oh, politics yeah,
1: for sure. But um, yeah, I just wanted to highlight that it was like, regardless, regardless of um, what people on Twitter were saying, um, it was yeah. like
0: quite an important film. Sure. And now, um, now that obviously you've watched this movie and based on the fact that Modern Escape has recently did an episode on it, the Purple Herb and Vibranium are, are absolute MacGuffins. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just wanted to mention that one. So, uh, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and find us?
1: Yeah, so on Twitter we are at NeverWatchers um, and if you want to follow me on Twitter it is at Angry underscore Kurt.
0: Mm-hmm and uh, if you want to email us, you can do so at neverwatcherspodcast at gmail.com, but if you want to follow me on Twitter personally, it is PeteBeckett1, uh, which is spelled T and the number one. So, the next episode won't be the regular scheduled next film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is a massive one, let's be honest. We decided that what we're going to do in this time, because the phase is much longer than the previous ones, we're actually going to wrap, we're going to cut the midpoint and go let's have a let's have a round table and and discuss what we've seen so far and possibly what we've what we've encountered so far with the first two phases and half of phase three as to think where this could possibly where you think this could possibly go along with some criticisms probably from some guests as well I'm sure that someone out there has something big to say about what we've already mentioned.
1: Yeah, and if you have any <laughs> questions, then send them into the email or our Twitter account.
0: Yeah, before uh, before we're due to record, uh, I'm sure you'll put out a tweet and uh, ask him for those, uh, just to remind you of that, but that will probably come in the next couple of weeks, so keep an eye out for that on Twitter. Yeah. So, until then, we are going to wrap this one up. So... Uh, we will see you next time. All right. Bye. All right.